0: Monday, June twelfth, two thousand twenty-three. This weekend was Pride weekend here in Washington D.C. It was—it's called Capital Pride—and I think I mentioned this before. But my husband and I are old, and we um, are not necessarily uh, Pride. Uh, what's the, <laughs> the Pride stuff with like the? It's like a open-air market, market, and lots of vendors and stuff. We're just—we're just not. Uh, gay pride people in terms of attending the parade or the um, activities that go on downtown for the pride parade. So on, it was on both Saturday and I think it was on Sunday as well. So, But we didn't go to either one of those this weekend. I mean, we're very proud, gays and all that, but we. Are, I think mostly young people go to these um, gay pride things. Well, I shouldn't say it. I'm sure there are lots of older people who go. but it seems like in all the pictures I've seen, a lot of young people, which is fine. I think that's great for them. But, um, you know, we're over the whole thing. Um, And I shouldn't, I know that sounds bad. Like we're over the whole pride thing. We're not over the whole pride thing. We're very proud and we're out and all that. But we just don't need to go down in the heat to, it was 90 degrees on Saturday. Uh, No, we don't need to go down in the heat and sweat and walk around and and look at all the vendors and what they're selling and stuff. We just don't need that. So we did not go this weekend. Um, our friend, friends of ours, a um, straight couple, they actually live right on the parade route. And, and one of our friends posted a bunch of pictures um, of the of the floats and stuff that were in the parade. So we got to see it that way. So anyway, we did not go. Although it is extremely important to continue to have these pride events because right now, I feel like our country, uh, well, our community, the gay community, gay, trans, bi, lesbian, whatever, you know, the LGBTQIA plus group is being attacked across the country with all these different, uh, these little laws they're putting in place like, well, banning books and banning drag queens from reading in libraries and stuff like that. It's just like... Um, it's it's really it's it's it feels bad like it feels scarier now than it did you know ten years ago because of all the uh, crazy right wing people who have been emboldened to come out and be mean to people because of Trump. But um, you know I, I do think we should continue with the pride events. Now as I as I was going to say, we actually feel pretty safe in our city because D.C. the actual city of D.C. is very liberal. They have very. Um, you know, open policies for gays and stuff. And a good example of that is, I have a story to tell you. Um, we have a, a friend, a, a lesbian couple that we're really good friends with. And they um, were pregnant with their second baby um, last week. And they were, they, she was expecting to give birth last week. Um, and they weren't sure, like they were supposed, well, they had a an appointment to have a C-section at Sibley Hospital, which is right close to us, so they asked if they could um, come and stay with us for the weekend, and then you know they they would be able to go right over to the hospital when when the baby when well if they if it didn't if she didn't go into labor before then then they could just go right over to the hospital on Tuesday, which would have been tomorrow. But. Um, the reason is that they wanted to stay with us is because adopting a baby in Washington DC is a lot easier than adopting a baby in the county that they live in in Virginia. They I'm not going to say the county or anything but the county that they live in is you know not the friendliest to gays and The adoption – well, see, okay, the way this is going to – the way this would work is the one lesbian is actually pregnant with the baby. But when the baby's born, the other – her partner wants to be the mother as well or, you know, a parent as well legally, so she would have to adopt the baby. And I'm not sure what – I can't remember what that's called. There is a special name for it. But in any case – they when well, they wanted to have the baby born in Washington, D.C. because it's easier to go through adoption in D.C. than it is, or for, well, for gays, I should say, um, than it is for gays in her county in Virginia. Now, the thing is, this county that they live in is literally right outside of Washington, D.C., so I mean, you would think they'd be a little bit more liberal, but there are certain judges who oversee the adoptions and they require things like home visits and interviews and a lot of paperwork and all this stuff. And they went through this with their first child uh, three years ago and they didn't really know what the situation was. So um, this time they were prepared and we were going to have them come and stay with us and everything was going to be great. Well, she went into labor on Thursday night so they didn't even get to come visit, uh, come and stay with us so um but they did even though she went into labor excuse me she went ahead they went ahead and drove into the city and went right to sibley hospital so that they could have the baby in dc in a dc hospital so i mean it's all working out great but it's the sad part is, about this is like i'm going back to the whole pride thing and we need to you know keep these um, pride events happening is because of this kind of situation where they have to go through all these hoops and uh, crap because they're lesbians to have the the partner adopt the child so she can be a full t- full parent as well and it's just it's just sad that they have to that they're going through this and that they have to do that I mean they have to you know jump through all these hoops to um, have a baby born in DC because adopting is easier for gays and that's just sad. It should be the same for everybody, no matter what. So anyway, um, that was my example of why Pride events and being visible and out there and all of that is really still important. Even though my husband and I don't actually go to the Pride events, we are very supportive of all the gays and all the LGBTQIA um, things, people. So um, anyway, the baby was born on uh Friday on um, and she uh, and the baby was they they're all healthy everything's fine the baby the regular birth baby's fine the mother's fine everything's great and I even think they're probably home from the hospital already by now so um that's that now so because we didn't go to pride on Saturday well we already had plans with um our uh, winery friends Steve and Joe and we were going we went to um two wineries on Saturday now, we have known Steve and Joe um, well, it would have been two years in August, and we 've been hanging out with them and doing dinners and winery visits and uh, some day drinking, you know that kind of thing and they 've become really good friends of ours. Well, um, I guess it was a couple months ago with this is June, so it was probably back in March that they decided that when uh, Steve retires, which he's about to retire on Friday that they're moving to Florida. And I'm like, oh my God, why the hell would you move to Florida of all places? Well, they've got family there and um, you know, uh, well, Joe's mom lives there and, and his father lives, I don't know where his father lives, but um, they have family there and that was the biggest reason. And they, they are sun people. They love to be out in the sun. They like to go to the beach. They like, you know, do they love Disney. So they're moving to Florida. They think what well, they say to us, because I, I question them about this, why would you move to Florida? And they said, well, we're going to move, move to Florida, um, well, besides for retirement, but because we want to um, help change Florida and be out proud gays in the state of Florida. I'm like, okay, well, I, I wish you best of luck, but, you know, that's not the best place to go <laughs> if you're gay. And they know that. But anyway, so we went to the— well, uh, almost two years ago when we first met them we went to the these two wineries and I decided that we should go to the same two wineries for the last time we're going to see them because um, they're moving next week and and they're very busy we probably won't be seeing them again so we went to the same wineries we enjoyed some tastings and had lunch and you know hung out and talked and um, chatted about the move and uh, retirement and all the parties steve has been going to because because uh, he's re- because he's retiring, and all of that kind of things. So it was it was a really fun um, day. Of course, at the second winery we went to when we were getting ready to leave, it was we got a little teary-eyed saying goodbye to these guys because we've we've become pretty good friends in the two years we've known them. So. They got a little cheery-eyed too. Lots of hugs, and you know, um, we're going to get together, and we'll go. We'll go visit them in Florida. I don't know, if, you know, how soon we will, but you know, we want to. Um, we do eventually want to go to Florida and visit them. But I, I was telling them, I said, you know, I don't really want to spend any money in Florida because that just, you know, continues. If you if the state has a lot of money, and uh, you know, uh, people, whatever, it just continues the. Um, Attack on gays because they have the money to do it. Um, anyway, I mean, I, I know that sounds really negative and all, but I just, I, I just, I, I, just don't get it. I, I would not move to a red state, no matter what. I, even if you paid me a million dollars, I would not do it because I just can't. Anyway, let's move on. So after we um, left the wineries and said our goodbyes to our friends, we then went to dinner at guess where. Yikes, that was really loud. We went to Chef Jeff's, which is Nora O'Donnell's husband's restaurant. <laughs> um, I, was, I was listening to when one, one day this week uh, Big Fatty played that twice. Well played his version of it twice on there, <laughs> talking about me going to Chef Jeff's. Anyway we went to Chef Jeffs for dinner and we had a really nice time. It was the, the by the time we got went to dinner, which was like seven o'clock in the evening, the temperature had gone down. there was a little bit of a breeze. It was really nice, so it was we got to sit outside and have our dinner outside. It was very nice. And then on Sunday, we really didn't do anything. I went walking, and my husband did his walk, but we didn't have to go grocery shopping because we went grocery shopping last week, like on Thursday, I think, or Thursday or Friday, we went grocery shopping, so we did not have to go grocery shopping this week. So yesterday, Sunday, we kind of didn't really do anything. I just played on the computer, and he watched tennis, and we both did our exercise, and that's pretty much it. So, last week, you um, heard on the podcast that Apple had their keynote event at WWDC, and they announced the 15-inch iMac, I'm sorry, not <laughs> 15-inch iMac, 15-inch MacBook Air, and I ordered one. Well, I got a couple of voicemails from people, um, well- Two from Scotty, and then I got one from Larry Vader about a different topic. So let me play these uh, voicemails from um, Scotty, and let's play this first one. Oh, <phone rings> tedious process to go gotcha, through.
1: Scotty your Aussie post. Butler, so, um, just listening to your episode, maybe latest show talking about all the Apple new Apple things and you have a brilliant idea and that is to trade in your old Apple computer to get the new one and as you know I have the piece of junk M1 MacBook Pro which is just utter garbage I don't know why I bought it I bought it because it was new and it was the M1 and it was exciting But, oh, it's just hopeless. Even though I've got 16 gigabytes of RAM, I continually get messages about running out of RAM, even though I am basically just have, like, Safari and Mail and virtually nothing else open. So, yeah, maybe if I trade in that crappy old laptop and then I could get a new M2... 15-inch, although it's probably like five or $6,000 in Australia. I haven't looked. But thanks for the great tip. Um, of course, Kathy Bacon is sending me the... Uh, what's the name of them? Apple glasses? Anyway, Kathy Bacon's sending them to me next year because they're only available in America. That's,
0: a, that's, a, that's something for a whole, whole time. Bye. Anyway, the point this was saying that... Um- <Lil Lulu> Thank you, Scotty, very much for that voicemail. Now, I did recommend, or at least that's what I'm doing, uh, selling your old computer or uh, trading it in to get the new one or help pay for the new one. Well, I'll tell you this. Don't use Apple's trade-in service because they don't give you enough money for it. I'm telling you, I have sold a lot of Macs back to a company called Sell Your Mac. And I think I even mentioned that in that podcast. SellYourMac.com. They gave me uh, Apple's going to give me nine hundred and fifteen dollars for my M2 MacBook Air, and this company is giving me eleven $1, hundred and thirty-five dollars for it. So, and it and I already shipped it back on Friday, and it got there today. I got an email that it got there today. So they're going to evaluate it and then send me a check. Um, although you, put, I don't think that you have sell your Mac in Australia. That would be too expensive to ship your computer. But there's got to be something. Um. That is uh, compatible to that same company in Australia, I would think. I don't know. But it really is gonna be a bit worth it to um, sell back your computer to get the new one. But you have to be able to be without it um, until you, unless you just go ahead and buy one like I did. I went ahead and bought the M2 15 inch MacBook Air, and then I'm sending that back. So by the time the bill comes, I will have it more than almost paid for when I um, get the check from the uh, other, from the company. So yeah, think about that. Um, Now you mentioned the other thing, you said your M1 MacBook Pro, you're having issues with the RAM. You said you um, got 16 gigs of RAM, but you keep getting a message. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. If you just have like, mail and safari open there is no way it's going to use up 16 gigs of ram especially the way the m1 chip deals with uh ram uh i forget what it's called interlaced or inter inter integrated ram i can't i can't remember what it is but it's like soldered onto the board that the chip is on so it's it's should be pretty fast i don't know why you um are having issues with that and I think I, I said that I, on my M2 15-inch MacBook Air that's coming tomorrow, um, I got 16 gigs of RAM and a terabyte of space of storage, I mean. So um, I hope I, 16 is enough because the other one I got had 24. And I probably maybe, well, if I'll have to see if I have any problems with it because I, I think I would do more on my laptop than you would do because you don't do any kind of editing or photos or... Um, videos or anything like that so uh, that really surprises me anyway let's move on because scotty called again and let's hear this voicemail and i'm not sure if this one came in first or his other one came in first but we're going to play them anyway
1: archer scotty rossie Gee, you know I love Apple, and I've always loved Apple, even though you always make up these excuses that I don't. I need that headset. I'm gonna fly to America and buy it. I don't care that it's like five and a half thousand Australian dollars, maybe closer to six. I just need it. I don't know. Oh, maybe Kathy Bacon can buy it for me and post it over, but I need it so bad. It's just oh, amazing. I'm rushing out to get a coffee, by the way. Um, everything else they announced was crap, boring, who cares. 15-inch MacBook Air, dumb, and it has two USB-C Thunderbolt ports. That's enough totally for Totally dumb. Um, what else was there? Oh, yeah, iOS 17. And now, apparently, your text messaging is... Even better. Well, I can't make it work on the last two versions of iOS. And my stupid MacBook continually uh, doesn't work with my phone for messaging. So I, I, I don't know what they're to, talking about. But I anyway. told you how to solve that. Um, yeah, okay. This is Scotty. I know you're getting the headset too. So soon we'll be able to like watch movies together.
0: <laughs> Bye thank you scotty very much for the message i am not so sure i'm gonna buy that i know i big fatty will say oh he's, he'll buy it he'll buy it but i did see a rumor today that the um, apple vision pro that they will be having a cheaper version coming out in 2025 and that one's just going to be called apple vision At least that's what the rumor said. So um, I don't know. But Scotty, here's the thing. You don't need it. You keep saying you need it. You don't need it. Just like me when I buy stuff. I don't need it. I want it. So I think you need to change your word there to want. Like you want it. You don't need it. So anyway. But um, thanks for calling in, Scotty. I um, I know you probably. Well, the thing is, if you come to the United States to buy it, wouldn't it cost you just as much to fly here to buy it? as it costs itself. So you then you would spend like $7,000 just to uh, get the (laughs) headset or the Vision Pro, I should say. Anyway, thank you, Scotty, for calling in. I appreciate it. Now, I have a message from Larry Vader. Now, this phone call, because I did listen to it ahead of time, um, this is actually about my key fob issue that he was uh, responding to. And this message came in. Let me look at the email. Uh, His message came in on the eighth of um, eighth of June. So that was four days ago. So that um, yeah. So I'll tell you a story after you listen to this message. Now I'm going to warn you. He called in on his phone from the Jalopy, so um, the audio is not the best. And I will try not to. Distort it, but you know, let's listen to it and see what he has to say.
2: Hi, Archer, it's me, Larry Vader, calling your voicemail. Listen, uh, I don't often call, but you know, I was with that Daniel Brewer recently, and you know, he told me I was not being helpful or nice, generally a terrible person. So, I decided to be helpful and give you a call about your little key fob uh, incident. Listen, this is something we all deal with. All right, like my neighborhood has them, the coal mine has them, uh, the hideaway where the RV was has them, all my friends have them. Um, simple solution, and uh, I you know, you're the one here with the Mac Studio, uh, so you should figure this out. You can buy a little encoder on Amazon for next to nothing, and a stack of key cards or key fobs or all NFC, take the one you got copies it, and you can make as many copies as you want, then you have 300 uh, cards. Now, they're all identical, so just keep that in mind. I'm sure the ones they're giving you are programmed individually, but these would all be identical to whichever one you copied, uh, or you could copy multiple, so you just have to keep that in mind when using them. But that's all there is to it. It's super simple. The tech is – it couldn't be easier, and you don't have to – there's a bucket in the road – and you don't have to buy – the, uh, you don't have to buy the box, you can just buy the NFC card and you can get a pack of like 50 of those suckers for like 10 bucks or so. Anyway, that's all, I know it's principal. you're probably too cheap, but I did hear you just bought a new MacBook Air, so, <sighs> just put it out there. Okay, nope, I'm supposed to be nice. So that's my helpful solution. Okay, bye.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much, Larry, for that voicemail. Now, I was extremely moved by the voicemail. And I said, oh my God, he's probably right. I could just buy that little encoder thing on Amazon and get some of those, like he said, those cards and make my own copies of the um, key fob. So that voicemail came in at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Literally after I listened to it, I got on Amazon and I did the research and I bought one of those little machines and it came with both key fobs and cards and it was like $79. Not, that's not real cheap, Larry. But anyway, um, and then I also bought the exact key fobs that my building uses so that no one would say, you know, oh, how did you get extra key fob? That's, that doesn't even look like the ones we have. You know, I didn't want to have anything like that. So I bought the um, exact key fobs and the machine, and it was delivered on Saturday. And when we got back from the wineries and from dinner, I played with that thing, and I swear to God, it did not work. It was crap. I tried every which way. I watched videos on YouTube. I tried, you know, doing the different things that they were suggesting on the YouTube videos, and nothing worked. It would not read my key fob. So then, I one of the videos said, "Well, it might be um, encrypted." So I was thinking, and, and this machine that I bought does not uh, you know, break the encryption. It's not that great of a machine, it's pretty simple. But um, I could not get the thing to read my key fob. And I, as I said, I did it every different way. And one time it said, uh, read successful. So then I stuck in one of those uh, key cards, the white key cards, and I pressed write and it said write successful. I was like, holy crap, it worked. So then I was like, well, I got to test it to make sure. Well, I take the car down to our um, exercise room with me when I went to walk on um, for Sunday morning, and it didn't work. It didn't open the door. So it was just like a, I don't, I don't know how it happened, but it, it didn't work. So I said, fuck this. This is not working. Larry's idea was great, but it's not working for me. So I think that our key fobs are... Um, encrypted so that we, it's only, I, and it is um, programmed just for me. So every time I use my fob, they know that it's me, you know? So, same thing with my husband's. Like, when he uses his, it would show up as his name, not my name. So, that makes me think that they probably are encrypted, and I just can't. I mean, you can break them because I, I did research on here, and you can send the key fob to this company and they will make a copy of it for you that they will also break the encryption and make an exact duplicate of that. Well, it's $49 per key fob. I was like and then you have to be away you have to be without it when you as you send it to them. I was like I can't be without it. I only have one. <laughs> so that's not going to work. Plus I don't want to spend that kind of money on uh, key fobs. But today, well, yesterday I decided Fuck this! I'm sending this back to Amazon because it did not work for me whatsoever. And this morning, I took it to Whole Foods and uh, returned it to Amazon. And this afternoon, I got um, an email saying your refund has been um, credited to your credit card. So I was like, Yay! So Larry, unless you have a way to break the encryption on this key fob, um, then I don't know how to. I mean, I don't know how to do it. So. The, the idea got me all excited And I thought, oh, this is going to be so easy I just copy this and then write it And I have you know as many as I want Well, it didn't work So, But thank you for the um, idea anyway, Larry Because I, I really thought, oh, yeah, that's, that's true I should have done that But it didn't work So um, thanks anyway And I would um, disagree with um, Danielle Brewer I think that you were being very nice Calling me and giving me that idea And I appreciate it so much All right, boys and girls, that is all I have for today. Um, Until next time, (laughs) bye.
1: This show is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network.
2: Check out more great shows at pride48.com.